Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Well, Molly's on vacation, and I have taken over the mantle of editor for the next few episodes, so any audio fudginess is my own fault, and I hope that you all forgive me. I will not be fed unless I receive positive feedback, so please, please don't have an issue with this. Okay, thanks, goodbye. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 4 of Shatterglass. Grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's talk mage kids. Chapter 4 of Shatterglass. Once Triss gets the glass out of Kef's face, he admits he doesn't want to learn from a student. Jumshida tries to comfort him until Triss pulls out her medallion to everyone's surprise, except of course Nikos. Triss shows Kef that her mage kit is literally her hair, and Nico explains the rationale of giving the Circle Kids mage credentials. Jimshida and Nico go to a fancy dinner, leaving Triss and Keth to get to know each other. They share backstories and are talking meditation when the Aurorim show up to arrest Keth. As his teacher, Triss insists on accompanying Keth. She also sends for Nico and Jumshida, who will be displeased. Dama takes Triss and Keth to witness the crime scene, hoping Keth will admit to the crime. He doesn't, because he didn't do it. And then he takes them to the Orurim. Chapter five, I believe, is the one where is where I feel like Brittany will really become Triss. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Part one of our reading, part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. How do y'all guys, how do y'all feel about uh, this chapter? 
I've said my feelings before. I will say them again, and I will stand by them until the end of the time. Fuck the police. <laughs> yes. Uh, Amen. I do have to say, in his defense, uh, Dama has a pretty good reason for arresting Keth. Like, I will, this is not handled at all well. And it continues to be handled very poorly. Thank God for Triss. Right, right. But in his defense, Dama does have a very good reason for bringing Keth in. Reason, Uh, but he handles it so bad. Right. (laughs) Uh, Which gets to a lot of like Therian arrogance, I don't know, uppityness. Uh, we we see this sort of like Therians kind of believe that Therios is superior to everybody else. This Therian superiority, um, which we kind of get, I think this, we see more of this in chapter five, but they kind of talk about how like outsiders are treated differently and so on and so forth. Um, and yeah, I I feel that that's part of what Dema is acting on here as well. Again, that does not excuse him in any way. But I think it's interesting because we're starting to see the the world come alive. This is a fun chapter, isn't it? Yes. Chapter five is going to be even more fun. Yay. Oh boy. So now that we've kind of talked about Dema and his being a shitty cop or <laughs> uh-huh. handling of a situation dear dama this is probably why the yaskadasi don't want anything to do with you love molly of course if he could actually solve this case properly uh he might not have gotten into this but still we don't have any evidence that he wouldn't have arrested somebody else this way, even if he had like proper access to real clues. This um, is true. Yeah. Um, so now that we've uh, discussed that, is there anything else? Do you guys have any feelings about other parts of this chapter? Yeah. Uh, I felt like I had a lot of feelings, most of them not negative, aside from the, uh, you know, cops overstepping their. Uh, Right. Or authority and being jerks, you know. But but what's new? Um, hey, what do you know? Um, Fiction reflects reality. Who'd have thought? With the Yasudasi, uh, you can kind of see, you know, um, some real life allegory for other people, uh, like say living in the cities that have to deal with uh, prejudice, mm-hmm. and you know the way cops deal with them and how the rest of society. The well-to-do society, you know, sees them. Um, th- th- there's a lot going on. I like the part where uh, Triss says, uh, "Don't be such a baby. You bored getting hit by lightning. You can take a little sting." <laughs> you know, not. I don't think that's true. Just because you get hit by a truck doesn't mean you'd like getting hit by a car. But you know. <laughs> um, but there's obviously a big difference, Goodwin. Big difference. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's say a smart car. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, getting, getting uh, a bunch of shards of glass in your face is not fun, regardless of whether you've been hit by lightning or not. Right. <laughs> uh, Chris, 
Tristan is not the nicest of humans. No. She even admits no. it though. She's like, I'm not nice. Everyone yeah, says that's so. true. Everyone says so. I like Thanks. Nico's response to this. Though. I yeah, same though. I will bring that one up later because I have feelings about that specific thing. Um, and I liked how Triss uh, is the only one that remembered that the mages' medallions are spelled so that they forget about them. She's like the only one that listened. Daja, well, Daja remembers too. Um, yeah. And I actually get the impression that it's not about them having heard it or not, like, uh, because Triss, Triss's ability to see magic, um, but Daja's ability, like, to Daja's connection to metal in cold fire there's a mention of like yeah. yeah she always knows it's there i actually had remembered it as all of them knowing that it's there so i was surprised this go around when we read street magic and briar's like yeah i usually forget that it's there um so i don't i don't interpret that as being the other kids not listening i interpret that as just this spell had different levels of effect on the different kids so the people who were less so. connected yeah. to metal um I thought that there was like a level of detail this time that there wasn't there in any of the others. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, just saying that it was like they had to be 18 before they like would remember mm -hmm. or something that they had that they could just pull it out at any time. And, you know, I get, I get that it's a safeguard, but I don't know if that's just from Tris paying more attention or just from like being a literary thing that Tamara Pierce did to like tell us exactly how it works later on yeah um it it could be either in that case yeah. uh i i liked that we finally get kind of the story of them deciding to give the kids credentials mm -hmm. yeah. and that whole conversation between nico and jimshita and he's like yeah basically it was we either were gonna bind their magic which seemed cruel and may have been difficult or we were going to give them mage, mage credentials and therefore bind them to the full responsibility of what comes with all this power. Yeah. Um, it's the Spider-Man thing, right? I feel like with this description too, it makes sense of why Sandry didn't ever show her medallion either. Because yeah. if she forgot about it and then she's also in her hometown where everybody knows she's a mage already, of course she's not going to need to whip it out at all because uh, everyone knows right. she's a mage. And uh, yeah. she wouldn't even think about it because everybody already knows she doesn't need it. So, and, yeah. And that kind of brings me back to the whole, like, was this, like, a literary thing for us to understand, like, more about how it worked since it wasn't really, really brought up before? That's possible. kind of, like, fill out the world a little bit. I don't know. I feel Maybe. like... Uh, Tara Pierce is like, oh shit, oh fuck, I fucked this How up. How do I explain this? Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. I meant to do this. This is exactly why it happened this way. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe she had it yeah. planned out and just didn't want to explain it till the end to make it a little more interesting and keep us engaged or, or something. But maybe yeah. she did. Who knows? I don't think she did. I think she realized she <laughs> fucked up and was like, oh no, I can Rat explain this um, away. It's fine. Well, if 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 you look at the scene where Triss reveals hers versus everybody else's, everybody else's is just kind of like a yeah, okay, it's important, but it's like not a a hinging point of something. 
Like, this is a big deal. Someone is getting arrested. There's six people dead. Like, there, there's a yeah. lot going on here. And Well, so, she pulls it out before that, too. She had to pull she it does. out two different times. But I think, like, with that conversation, it leads up to, you know, the walking in, and all of a sudden you realize, like, when he touches it and verifies that it's actually a real thing, it's a lot bigger of a deal than, like, when Daja walks in and, uh, which one was it that Wasn't it Oakbourne? Was it Oakbourne? Yeah, Oakbourne. Yeah. Okay. But, like, yeah, because so Potcracker just recognizes her. She's like, you yeah. smell like magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, it's one of those, like, there's there's a, a weighted difference of Oakborn yeah. versus Dama in this situation of So the, the explanation the, the explanation to Jamshida and Keth might be, is, is kind of setting us up for her interaction with Dama. Yeah. Yeah it makes it more concrete instead of just being like oh it's a it's a thing and it's not going to be addressed again later because it's not really ever addressed again in any of the other books because so, the other three we really just need to know they're mages and therefore they're they're fully accredited mages and therefore they're ready to take on students yes but with this she's like fuck you i'm a mage and I'm going to make sure that you take care of this person or this you is... will die. <laughs> you are gonna fuck up and I'm going to come for your whole life. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if I ever get arrested, I want Trisana Chandler as my advocate. Sister rubbed off on her. Oh, I think cute. she even thinks that to herself too. Like this is yeah. a very sandry thing to do. Yeah. And I do have to admit, like, if Sandry was in this position, uh, I mean, probably if any of them were, but, like, I can especially see Sandry being in this position and looking... Do you know who I am? tiny nose. Yeah. <laughs> She'd, like, excuse me? What are you doing? Um, I'm the future empress of this whole place, so you better leave my student alone. I yeah. will... You will feel my wrath. Are you still there, Goodwin? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. I I wanted to say that, but I was muted. Just like, (laughs) I am am the future ruler of this place. I will fucking bite you. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Sandy for you, for sure. I, I do have to admit, because, like, Triss goes with Dama, I could see Sandra being like, fuck this, I'm just gonna wrap you up in your own clothing, and yeah. then we're gonna wait till my friends get back. Yeah. I liked when we learned that Triss will collapse after using a big braid of her various magics. Mm-hmm. Reminded me a little bit of a character from an anime called Konosuba. Her name is Megumin. And she has the most powerful magic of all, which is explosion magic. The only issue is is that she, it's kind of like as a character, right? Like as a mage, she put all of her experience solely into explosion. So she can only cast one spell, and it is a giant fucking explosion. 
which comes at the cost of her only being able to do one explosion a day, and then she instantly like cannot move. She's like totally spent. She has to be like dragged along after that. <laughs> so like super powerful, but then just passed out, like done. Yep, that's that, that's yeah. true. Well, I I feel like uh, Pierce does a good job leading up to that with her trying to control the tides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my last one, uh, Briar and Lark uh, both told Chris stories of what happened to defenseless people who were taken by law enforcement. Nothing good. But the police, mm-hmm. watch out for your friends because uh, police straight up be abusing their power. I feel like well, it's notable that it's Briar and Lark because those are the two people who we know have really lived in poverty. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's definitely a socioeconomic strata involved. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there aren't other strata involved as well, but that's one of them. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and go. I really liked the description of Triss's um, medallion. It has a small but clear to the eye Smith Mage Frostpine had engraved a tiny volcano, a lightning bolt, a wave, and a cyclone. It was really cool. I think we saw that uh, Briar had like a tree on his and what was on Dodge's? Was it like a hammer or something? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was something like a hammer and anvil, some kind of smith's tools. Yeah. Now I want to see Sandry's. I want to know what's on there. Is it like one of her drop spindles or thread? That's what or... I imagine it would be. It's a drop spindle. A drop spindle. Probably. But still, I want to see what it is. But yeah. Tris's medallion sounded really cool. A little bitty tiny volcano. That That's that's the one that's really <laughs> like the most. A tiny little volcano. <clears throat> Tris is telling Keth about her braids. And she's like, the two by my face are just for quick things. And he's like, like shocking me. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. For that exactly. Uh, highlighted part of it. Where she says, I can't vouch for Briar's manners. I don't remember what they're talking about there. Oh, this is this is when they're talking about um, if they had, because I actually wrote down one of the other quotes. Um, they're talking about the possibility of having bound the kid's magic. Because mm-hmm. Nico says, not that any of you would have had the bad manners to resist. And I wrote, by which he means all of them. Yes. Um, yes. Because <laughs> like, that's part of this whole discussion. Is that. <laughs> right. And that's, that is part of why they were like, no, let's just make them mages. Because we it's know easier than fighting we, them. Right. If we try <laughs> to find their magic, it's going to be a disaster. So instead, let's just make them full mages and be like, you are not, your magic is not bound, but you are now bound to responsibility. Um, my next one is where Keth is like, splendid. She's a freak. I'm a freak. We should be quite happy together. Yes, you uh-huh. will be. Yeah. It'll, y'all will be best friends. It'll be great because you're both freaks. It's fine. <laughs> freaks are the best kind of people. Freaks are the best kind of people. Normal people are boring. When Nico tells Tris that she wasn't being kind, and she's like, I'm not a kind person. Everyone says so. Me. (laughs) Mostly when I was a teenager. Not so much now. I feel like I've outgrown most of my meanness. I could still be pretty mean, but 
definitely as a teenager, I was told this all the time. And I was like, okay, yeah, I never claimed to be nice. Again, I have a lot to say about Nico's reply to this. This whole conversation means a lot to me. My next one is when Tris admits basically how her parents treated her. And because Kath is like, I'm sure they'd be delighted. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure they would be. But the only reason they'd have, that'd be the only reason they'd be happy to have me back. And Kath is like, oh, so... But then he's like, well, that's okay, because you have a family now, your foster family. Like, yes, yes, she does, and they're so sweet, and you're going to become part of that family, whether you like it or not. <laughs> She's going to pull a Sandry. Will I really like to like her. <laughs> I really like how much this chapter um, shows how similar Keth and Triss are. Like, yeah. they both not only do they have similar magics, but they both kind of feel like their lives were ruined by those magics. They've both been outcasted, mm-hmm. and they've both been dealing with feeling like they're a freak. And then we find out, like, Keth's parents were disappointed that he only had a little bit of magic. So just, like, just every time, like, they yeah. talk, they have a couple, they have a, a little bit of dialogue back and forth, and it's like, oh, look, there's another thing we have in common. Um, and then the next one is when um, Triss has Keth meditate, and she's stunned by the fiery lacework that covered uh, him, and she's like, how could Keth hold such beauty and not know it? It's like, ah. However, I feel like she is being at least as petulant as Daja when she's like, oh, you know how to meditate. Sure you do. <laughs> Yeah, Tris, a bit. he's a fucking adult. Like, mages are not the only people who meditate. Like, stop being a child. Like, grow up a bit and, like, talk to him like a human. Yeah. I don't know. That line hit me a little bit. Because I never see the beautiful things that I can do, I guess. And I yeah. see it in everybody else. Um, but for myself, I was like, okay yeah whatever and so it's like how can I not see such beauty that I hold I guess what Indy I agree with Indy whatever she's about to say (laughs) okay but I highlighted this line Uh, I like this is in the gold for magic now I've got two others so I'm gonna go ahead and go on here for a moment but listen when I say everybody has magic, I'm not playing. Everybody has something special and beautiful about themselves. It, everybody I know is like, oh, but that's not me. I'm like, listen, you're too close to the fucking mirror. You see the little <laughs> imperfections in your face or how goofy your teeth look or your nose is too big or you have a zit right there underneath your left eye. Listen, It doesn't matter. Take four steps back and you see you are fucking gorgeous. Like, holy shit. People are beautiful. I love people. I hate people. People annoy me. But people are so pretty and they don't even fucking know it. God damn. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Thorn. People are pretty. Shut your fucking mouth. Brittany, shut your fucking mouth. You're pretty. 
<laughs> you do pretty things, and you are a pretty person. God damn it. I say so. Okay. And Phil agrees. So god damn it, you've got an army of two over here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and rant. Continue. <laughs> I have one last one, and I'll be done. Um, when um, Demma asks, um, so how long have y'all been student and teacher? And they yes. look at each other, and they're like, two hours something like that <laughs> like, oh my god i love that she ends the chapter there right it's Beautiful so great place. like favorite and you know Dana's like what the fuck and Dana's like you've known <laughs> each other for two hours and you're already going to bat for this guy like okay who might be a murderer but- i love i love that as they're going to the Aurorium, uh, Triss is like, did you do it? And Kath is like, no. Okay, good. <laughs> She's not even yeah. totally sure. Yeah, we talk about how Sandry is a ride or die. We talk about how Briar is a ride or die. Let's fucking talk about Triss as a ride or die. Like, ready to fucking throw hands with the goddamn cop. Over her guy, she's only been, he's only been her student for two hours and she's like I'm I'm going all in for you man and he's a prime murder suspect and she's like nah we, we in this we in this together you and me she's like I don't like you I don't even know if you did this or not but I'm gonna fucking throw hands with cops right here right now let's go like, only cause you're my student it's my obligation as your teacher to throw hands right now. <laughs> she doesn't have to throw hands. She's being there. She's ready to fucking throw hands because that's just Triss in a nutshell. I was going to say, I think she's just looking for an excuse. <laughs> she's ready to fight somebody. Dasha is the only one who would have handled this calmly. Yes. yes. She yes. would have been like, I am coming along, blah, 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 but very, like, you know, patient and just. But Triss or or Sandry or Briar would have just like wrapped up the cops and just been like, no, nope, we're not going I'm anywhere. I'm surprised that Triss was as calm as she is. She's willingly going with them. She's being nice. So I feel like Daja <laughs> nice. has Daja has rubbed off on her some because I feel like she, in the past she would have gone way more extreme than this. I don't think. Yeah, she has calmed down a lot calm down but she's still ready to fucking go oh yeah for a sure. moment's notice but it's not nearly as extreme as she used to though yeah I, I, she was being nice for sure this is her nice version <laughs> this is her being nice you won't like it if she's angry I noticed that at the beginning of this chapter Nico is inspecting his fingernails just like Frostpine does in Goldfire mm-hmm. just, hmm, I'm suddenly very interested in my fingernails <laughs> I also feel like this chapter is evidence that uh, even if at temples, mages are expected to student teach before they get their full credentials, these kids wouldn't have been able to because people would have been like, no, I'm not going to learn from a 14-year-old because Keth is very against this. I can't entirely blame him, I guess. 
yeah, some 14 year old goes up to you and they're like, uh, you suck at this. And now I have to teach you how to do it before you blow up the world. Um, so I noticed that Briar is the only one of the four who has like a typical mage kit. Cause he's got like his little bag that he carries around. It's like a little briefcase or whatever, kind of like Jimshida and Nico do. But uh, Daja has her Suraku, which is like probably fairly typical, but a little A standard. I don't remember if it specified that Sandri's, that this is Sandri's mage kit. So if it didn't, I'm spoiling things, but Sandri's mage kit is literally like her sewing basket. Uh, and Triss's is her freaking hair. So I just like that most of them have atypical mage kits. I also think that Triss gets really testy with Kef when she's, I mean, she gets, she gets testy with him a lot. She also gets testy with him when he's like, what? Your mage kit is your hair? Because she's like, this is my mage kit. And she points to her head and he's like, your head? And she's like, no, my hair. Duh. I'm like, Triss, stop being a 14-year-old. I don't know. I feel like uh, Sandry's mage kit. I don't feel like uh, Tim or Pierce knew that they were going to have mage kits yet. Because I don't think she had one. Because if she would have had one, she would have had extra cloth with her instead of having to use her underwear (laughs) to clean up magic. So, so I think that might just have to do with like proximity and her ability. Like the fact that she's like in the town she lives in, you know, like pretty close to any place you could get fabric and the fact that she can use any fabric that she finds to make stuff. That's I true, think that... but you would think that she would still carry it around. All the other mages seem to, even if they're in well, like, a place. Daja doesn't carry hers around everywhere. Yeah. That's right. So most of the time when we see her traveling in Kugisko, she's not she doesn't have it with her. That's true. And for her her job, she needs to bring extra materials with her, like nails. And the the goopy magic synthetic uh, skin Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. The living metal. Yeah. Same with Briar, like he has to have a bunch of specific plants. Yeah. Like dosages and preparations ready for his stuff, too. I think that might be why. Right. Briar's basically got, like, a medical bag. Yeah. Yeah. Which still just cracks me up. I I would not be surprised, though, if uh, there were were things that Pierce had not totally planned out in her world building when Magic Sex was published. Especially because, like, Q, Q, Molly talking about Animorphs. Um, Let's go. I want to hear about oh it. Oh my goodness. I Here we go. I haven't gotten to talk about gay pirate brain rot, so let, let me live vicariously through you, Molly. Talk about Animorphs. Right, so, similar to Animorphs, this is a series that was public, published by Scholastic, and the books were churned out very quickly. Um, so, like, Animorphs were, like, literally once a month. These were once a year, but still, like, I think that there's a good chance that in just the, like, the need to publish a book every year, that there was a point at which she might have just been, like, that that she wasn't getting all the world building done. Um, and later was, like, oh, you know what? Mage kits! 
Yeah. So, like, also, I mean, we got to think about it, like, Molly, you and I, from a writer's standpoint, we don't always have all the answers. Right. And we don't always know what we're doing when we walk into something. Like, right. I sure as hell don't know what I'm doing walking into this Foster's project. Like, I, I can only do so much with what I've got. And so I think that, like, part of it is writers don't always know where they're going. We can go. We, 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 we can have an idea. We can know what the end point is, but we don't know how we're going to get there. As a, from a reader standpoint, is a lot of people pour so much analysis into it and, like, notice things that the writers don't even notice themselves. There, there are moments in writing where someone's like, ah, oh, well, the red of this curtain symbolizes this and this and then the, this and this scene is a parallel and the writer's like I just like the color red and y'all are right. connecting dots man like I didn't play in this but we'll say I did like so right. it, 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 it's from a y'all are doing writer... senior, senior English analysis yes yeah. like from from a writer's standpoint is like you don't always know where you're going and you don't always have all the answers available immediately that's not how writing goes you can have all the answers and write something and then come up with a completely different answer by the end of it there's there's a little fuckery going on so i, I think there's a there's a combination of things going on as far as like with mage kits i think that part of it might have been that Pierce wasn't 100% sure what she wanted to do. She might have had the idea of it, but she might not have had known how important they should be. Sandry, Sandry has a little bit more leeway with stuff because hers is pretty readily available. And Briar also has a little bit more leeway because plants are pretty readily available. We, we still wind up with two plus two equals fish, but it's the journey of getting there. So. Um, yeah, the last, the last thing I have to add is that Tris refers to Keth as my buck, which is yet one more thing that makes her and Rose Thorne the same person. I actually highlighted that too. It's just, oh, it's a little Rose Thorne. All right, Andy, what do you have to throw in here? Oh, let's go. Okay. Um, I'm going to mention a couple of them that uh, are going to be touched on later if no one else touches about it. So, all business requires some risk. Is that not a fucking phenomenal saying, though? Sometimes you got to take chances. So, Nico explaining kind of the unusual circumstances that brings them together. Like, just that paragraph is fantastic because it sums up the entirety of the four, first four books in, like, two paragraphs. And I love Pierce's ability to just do this repeatedly without it being boring. Because every time she has summed up the, the first four books in these books, subsequently, it has never seemed tedious as a reader who has read through all of them. And I love that. She's a phenomenal skill. And like, holy shit, I want to have that kind of just 
execution. The long paragraph afterwards where Triss is kind of like they see all of the the pretty shiny bells and whistles of having this much power but they don't understand the drawbacks of it and how hard it is to keep it all under control. We brought up the uh, I'm not a kind person everyone says though but we have not talked about Nico's response which is you mean you don't want people to think you're kind you believe they'll see it as a weakness I want to wield my kindness as a weapon and like this sentence sums up why I think it's a phenomenal idea to weaponize kindness you want your anger to hold a point you want when you get mad about something that people aren't just like oh cool whatever you're mad you want it to be a punctuation for the situation and like you have to find kindness you have to be kind you have to be nice to people they might always deserve it but kindness is not weakness kindness is a strength you have to go out of your way to be nice and be kind. And holy shit, I love Nico's response so much because of that philosophy. I mean, it, um, it really cuts to the core of her character. Like, yeah. It kind of called her out on. I don't joke, it makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. I know people like that, and I love those people. I, I genuinely do. The conversation of how long have you been student teacher? Two hours. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Part two of our three-step reading process is Reading Like a Dedicate. This is where we talk about a theme or message that we found in this chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme that I found is disappointing your parents. I mean, yeah. Tris, yeah. Kev, does it talk about Dama disappointing his parents in here? Because I know that that comes up. No. I don't know about like directly <laughs> disappointing his parents, but <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff about how he has to live up to like his, his status and all this stuff. Last chapter. But yeah, I feel like all three of them kind of fit into that. And it's 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 in the best way, you know. Like Triss has become this vibrant, fully accredited mage at fourteen. And she was essentially thrown away by her family. And the fact that she doesn't really want anything to do with them now, like, so she doesn't need to go back to them or give them the time of fucking day if she doesn't want to, you know, like, fuck them for doing that to her, and she doesn't have to deal with them. So they could be, they could remain thinking that, you know, she's a disappointment because she's become much I'm glad she's no longer dreaming of trying to go back to them because she was doing that whenever she uh, had Amory around. She's like, maybe I can uh, be a maid just like him, and then I'll work with him, and then my parents will be proud of me, and then I'll be yeah. accepted back into my family, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that that is no longer an issue for her. She's like, fuck you guys. I'm done with you guys. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful. Like, I, that, that is actually something that I was going to say. Is It's really beautiful that she's just like, I could. Yeah. And they'd probably be happy to have me. And, like, I think that she realizes how miserable she would be if she went yeah. back. Yep. Like, she has such freedom. Like, I mean, she doesn't, but she does. She has so much more freedom where she is now. Yep. And, like... And people that actually, like, care about her. People actually yeah. give a shit. Like, holy fuck. I oh, now you have use, so now I will welcome you back. No, fuck that. Right. There's a reason why, Which... when I was younger, I related so much to Triss. And this yeah. is it. This is the reason. I wrote determination. Keth is determined to figure out his magic stuff. Dame is determined to solve this crime. Not going about it well, but very determined. Uh, Triss is determined to make sure that Dama doesn't fuck with her student. Um, mine is truth. They're uh, learning the truths about each other in this chapter. Learning more about uh, their backgrounds of each other and everything. And then also uh, Dama trying to find the truth of what happened with the glass orb. He goes about it wrong, but he's still trying to find truth in that. Mine is when you're a hammer 
everything looks like a nail. Dama has gotten the sword and is like, ah, well, I solved it. Here we go. Hammer. Nail. Triss is trying to more or less corral Keth into a manner in which she can handle him. Hammer. Meet. Nail. And Keth is trying to do the same with his power. Like, he's been forced to contend with something that, like, he really doesn't want to, and there's nothing he has in his repertoire to handle it. You treat everything like a nail. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Goodwin looks like he's praying over there. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Please don't let her make another joke. Please don't make another Please nail Please don't make joke. me be the nail to Indy's hammer. <laughs> I need no more nails. No more nails. <laughs> Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? My personal magic was with great power comes great responsibility. Where have we heard that one before? Um, but yeah, Triss right. has to control her temper, or else she's capable of causing immense harm to people and things around her. And it's, for me, it's kind of the same way with carrying a firearm. I would like to consider myself as a responsible gun owner. Uh, I know that's kind of a heated issue literally everywhere right now. Like, if I have this in public with me, I have a responsibility to not get angry. Like, I am not allowed to get mad about stuff. I, if someone bumps into me, if someone calls me a name or something, my responsibility is to de-escalate or just leave. Like, I, I can't escalate, I can't get mad, I can't antagonize someone. Having something like that for self-defense on you is something that, you know, you, you can, you, it's it's six pounds of weight on a trigger and you can take a life and that's not something you can take back you know Triss is kind of in a similar situation with her lightning and all of her other powers if she were to let loose in a moment of weakness she would cause an immense amount of damage and she has she has <laughs> she has one time it was it was for good you know stopping pirates it's which she still a, has uh, nightmares about yeah yeah and yeah, I think that kind of ties in with it too, is like you can do something that's good and like in a situation where you wind up having to take someone's life because it is you or them or them and someone like a room full of children. It, it, it's, it's one of those things of you can do good with this, but it will still carry no matter and like that's a huge responsibility goodwin i don't know how you do it <laughs> i genuinely don't with great power comes great responsibility the end <laughs> i wrote don't assume you know everything Triss keeps being a snot at keth while other people don't know how to meditate well uh it's clearly obvious that i that my mage kit is my hair, blah, 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 blah. And she should grow up and stop acting like a petty 14-year-old, even if, even if she is one. 
Um, Jumshita also assumes that Crest Triss is a student, learns that she's not. Dama assumes that Triss is a student, is really gonna learn that she's not, also assumes that Kath is the murderer, is gonna learn that he's not. Um, there's a lot of assumptions getting thrown around here. And uh, yeah, it's just it just feels like a good reminder in general of don't assume you know everything because you're probably going to find out. You no, you are going to find out that you're wrong. I'm also going to throw in that there's also the uh, Jimshita pretty much being like, well, I didn't get my mage credentials until I was 28, thinking that, oh, well, yeah. either this kid isn't as strong as or deserving as this and then Triss also being like oh well you don't know a fucking thing about any of this yeah you know what they say about assumptions right it makes an ass out of you and me mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh I guess I'll go um because <laughs> I've still got two I've still uh, got two okay <laughs> Um, mine is whenever Triss and Nico explain that Triss is a mage and the reasons why. Triss looks over at Jamshida and she sees that Jamshida is ashen-faced and kind of in shock. And Triss was disappointed because just like Jamshida, she's seen people act like that or even worse with jealousy, dislike, or even hate, they're just jealous or just, I don't know. I feel like there have been a lot of times I am one of those people that sees something going good for a person and I get super jealous or I dislike that person because like, why do they have that and I don't? And never think about maybe that they've gone through a whole bunch of stuff to get it or just I don't know, but I, I catch myself doing where I'm jealous of somebody else, and I need to think about it first and be like, you know what, they may have everything it seems like, but maybe it's not as great as it seems. So your statement just makes me think of something else. We talk about, you You have friends who like you can celebrate your stuff with, like, oh, I did this really cool thing. Mm-hmm. obviously within like friend groups you can bitch and carry on and complain about stuff you have friends that are perfect for that we have to train ourselves to be excited for other people's excitement mm-hmm. if that makes sense this kind of ties in with one of mine you have to be excited for other people when their lives are going phenomenally even when yours is not yeah like because if you aren't excited about it like you're gonna damage a friendship this is this is where mine's coming in like you have to weaponize your kindness you have to you have to be excited for somebody else like if somebody's just like oh yeah I did this thing it's whatever you have to be like no that's fucking awesome my guy like let's talk about it because there's a lot of times when people just downplay their own achievements, they don't want to be that person that's like, oh, I'm bragging or I'm carrying on. We need to be excited for other people's stuff. And I don't like the phrase fake it till you make it in situations like this, 
it's also apt. You have to hype up your friends. You have to be excited about the little things, man. But like, I also feel that way. This is tying into mine. It's the kindness is you have to make a conscious decision every day to be kind. You have to make a conscious decision every day to be excited about something that might not be a big deal to you, but is world changing for your friend. It doesn't fix everything and it doesn't change everyone's mind, but it does help. And you make some very strong bonds by making that conscious decision every day. And Brittany, I'm proud of you for realizing that you do that because a lot of people don't. A lot of people will go through and resent friends for their positions and lives that are different from theirs. That, that's a big deal. I started on it and I will finish with this. You have something about you that makes you unique and special and beautiful and it doesn't matter if no one else sees it. Someone does. Let's end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter five of Shatterglass. She summoned all the winds and breezes within reach, calling them in through the windows of Fakumathen. Waiting for their arrival, she walked a large protective circle around the floor. She then called her magic not to form a cylinder or cocoon of protection, but a flat shield within the circle she had made to protect the elegant tiled floor. She took down two of her wind braids and free half of what they held, spinning around to show them how she needed them to flow. They had, been, they had been with her a long time. They settled into the spin as neatly as her sister Sandry's favorite spindle. When her, with her palms, Trist thrust her winds low and flat and shaped a whirling disk of air. When she judged it to be solid, she halted the disk and stepped onto it. Now came the Therian winds, pouring through the windows and down the inside of the tower like honey. When they touched the floor, they slid under her disc. Triss gripped the first of them and twirled her finger. Like her own winds, these understood what she wanted. They began to spin rapidly under the disc of air where Triss stood. Slowly, little by little, the column of twirling wind, the column of twirling wind grew in height. Other breezes joined in, giving it strength, bulk, and speed. Steady on her disc of flattened air, Triss let the moving winds thrust her up through the hollow core of Fagomathen, passing the stairway by as she rode her tightly controlled cyclone. Higher and higher she went, until she reached the door to the outside platform, 1,200 steps high. She tugged on her cyclone. It swayed, letting her step from her disc onto the landing. With a snap of her fingers, her air disc came apart. Triss caught the ends of those winds and twined them back into her brace. The Therian winds she set free, thanking them silently as they poured back into the city through the tower windows. Now how was that? she asked Chime. The dragon, who had experienced the whole thing from her place on Triss's back, climbed onto her shoulder. She rubbed herself, cat-like, under the girl's chin, making the musical glass sound that Triss was convinced was a purr. I liked it too, admitted Triss, much more sensible than all those steps. She made a fucking elevator! A magical yeah. elevator! Fucking cool. God, I wish that were me. Right? Right? Fuck stairs. We know my homies hate stairs. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly. Brittany. Indy. And Goodwin. 
If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I could go three for three. I could start, I could start this one too. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll do it. I don't mind. I'm not going to cry about it this time. I can go first if you don't want to go no, first. No, 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 no. That no, way you don't have late. to be. <laughs> it's too late. I'm ready. It's right. totally fine. Not upset about it. Definitely not going <laughs> to get angry about this later. It's totally fine. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> this time. You're not going to cry this time. <laughs> I'm going to hold my tears and I'll cry on the inside. cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.